Here we go. All right. Happy Friday once again, everybody. We are here again. Phil Bean, Matt Gamble, co-founders of Nudge Coach. And it is time for Nudge Coach Happy Hour. Matt, how's it going over there? Good. Good. We made it to Friday. It's a interesting couple weeks. I I have to say with everything going on, I guess building into the holidays, it's I forget that this time of year how batty it kind of gets during December. Mhm. But we made it. We're still it standing, which sure is- has been interesting. Um how many Black Friday Cyber Monday offers can you deal with in one year, folks? <laughs> I should have counted the number of emails I received on Cyber Monday. It was kind of amazing. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I'm a little late to, late on the draw to complain about that, but um, yeah, it's just top of mind. I was just top cleaning out my email. There we go. Um, speaking of Cyber Monday, I guess that kind of weaves into some of what we're going to discuss today, which we just, I thought we had a pretty interesting conversation on the Instagram live, you know, for anyone who who hasn't checked us out on Fridays right before we do this, we always hop on Instagram live before we record the podcast. And we're really talking about um, kind of a piggyback on the news from this week, but also to the podcast you had done for the in the Wellness Business Podcast, talking about Facebook and its role in online coaching. And I think this is an interesting timing for it, obviously, because of the news this week. The FTC seems to have its sights on Facebook, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Facebook may not be the same in the next couple of years. So I guess the big question, is Facebook the optimal or ideal solution for coaching and coaching businesses that are going online? It's a great question. And it was fun to kind of dive into that with two kind of disciples of an era where, you know, a a decent segment of independent sort of small business coaches, uh, whether on the health coaching side or the business coaching side or whatever, um, sort of felt empowered to try to run a early version of a coaching business using just like a Facebook group and email. Mm-hmm. Or something, some some mixture of something like that, Facebook group and text message, right? Um, where you thought you could kind of get away with that. And the question is, is that viable anymore? And I got to be on the Wellness Business Podcast and play sort of the, the devil on the shoulder to their angel on the shoulder. Um, <laughs> and basically explain why I think it's, it's, it may not be the right move anymore to, to count on a Facebook group going forward as a key part of your, your kind of model. Um, and I would like to think by the end of that episode, I had even the great Kathleen Legris, who is brilliant at all things Facebook, um, (laughs) really questioning herself. (laughs) So that was my goal. It's, you know, it's, it's interesting because I feel like even when we started from on the nudge side, when we were first having conversations with coaches, and I think anyone listening can probably relate to this, a lot of email, a lot of text message, a lot of um, combination of maybe texting images, maybe using Facebook groups. And I think that was, that's kind of what the world was like in 2014, 2015. And I would maybe say that over the past five years, I think consumers are much more aware of user experience and there's been an evolution of the client experience within coaching models. And I think what we've seen is that there's been a lot of maturity of these offerings. And so I think clients now demand a certain type of experience. And I would maybe even jump out on a limb and say, I, I don't, 
I don't think clients will take what maybe they would back in 2010, 2015, which was maybe something a little bit rough, a little bit raw going to, going to more online digital. I think now is really the time going into 2021 to be taking a step back and looking at your overall online offering. Yeah, for sure. So kind of to set the stage. So, I mean, Facebook groups have been used for, for different things by coaches, I guess, over the years, but primarily um, what it's still valuable for today, I mean, to be perfectly honest, is it's a great front door to be able to kind of start mm-hmm. to build an audience. Why? Because one of the biggest challenges in marketing is getting front, in front of the right people. And there are rarely places where a whole heck of a lot of the right people are. And you yeah. have some kind of direct or indirect connection to them already and have an opportunity to kind of hang that shingle and put it out there in front of people. Real, uh, real quick to interrupt you. Do you think that's still the case? Is the world still on Facebook? Because well, I five years I'm ago, not, I think so. But- <laughs> <laughs> the world minus Phil is on. So, cause like I'm with you. I, and that's where back to like five years ago, I think that logic there, there was, you know, that line of thinking made sense. And I'm not sure now that quite is as compelling of a reason. Exactly. No, it's, a, it's such a good point. So yeah, the, you know, where that was really powerful and, and very specific things too have happened over the past year, long before mm-hmm. the FTC was, uh, was really breathing down Facebook's neck saying, Hey, you're a monopoly mm-hmm. break stuff up now. Yeah. Uh, you know, things happen like specific things like, you know, health groups, health-based Facebook groups are not included in the group discover feature where groups. Oh, are that's right. Into, right. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's a, that's, that was done for the right reasons, right? It was because, you know, Facebook wants to be careful about spreading health-based disinformation. Mm-hmm. Um, some of these groups can be fairly nefarious. However, if you're a health coach counting on Facebook groups to yep. help run your business, um, that is a real kick in the gut, you know? Uh, it's just, there are all these things that can happen when uh, Facebook, a huge organization that is not prioritizing Facebook groups above all other things that they're working on, the million other things that they're mm. working on, um, that can can happen to to limit your reach very suddenly, and and you can very quickly lose control over all the work you put in. I th- I think that's an important thing to keep in mind going. Forward. I also have a have a question, maybe because I'm not a guru in Facebook groups. Is is a Facebook group? Would you consider it a is it a lead generation activity or or channel, or is it client management? Because it it kind of I brought this up on the Instagram live it feels awkward for both. Like it feels like it's not quite either. Right. So that kind of gets back to that question of, is it, you know, what, what is the future for Facebook within online coaching models? Because I just don't necessarily think that it's a good fit for either one of those use cases. And if to your point, if something did happen, it's not like you're, you know, when you, when you create an email list, you build that email list up that that's probably one of your more valuable assets with, if you're just relying on another system's this audience you have on another system, putting a lot of eggs in a basket, and I just don't. It seems awkward to me. Yeah. So if you're playing the pros and cons game, or, or yeah. let's play strengths and weaknesses with strengths and weaknesses, um, T charts. Yeah. Put them the, up. the Facebook group is is losing some ground for sure in terms of its strengths here. Um, you know, the just the amplification opportunity and getting in front of the audience is is a bit weakened. <laughs> Max running off to chase his cat. Um, and 
And also it's not an ideal tool for, for, you know, managing clients and never really has been. Um, so, you know, it's, if you, you don't own your list, you don't know what Facebook can do from day to day because they're trying to appease kind of these greater powers. And you as a Facebook group owner are not the primary customer of Facebook. They're not building for you. I'm sorry. Um, all their brilliant minds, the great minds I'm of the Max generation are working on better algorithms to make sure they can sell you stuff. People can sell you stuff through ads on Facebook or crazy stuff like cryptocurrency and the other things that they're doing over there that no one really knows all the details of. Um, they're not building for you, Facebook group owner. Um, I thought so, we were going to become a coach in crypto podcast. Is there, that's, is there, that's the spinoff show crypto that's coming, and coaching. coming in 2021. <laughs> let's, let's not rule it out. Let's not rule it out. Um, I have many thoughts on Bitcoin, guys. <laughs> Stick around. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's falling into kind of this weird void, I, I'm afraid, at this point. And so... The idea is, and we should introduce some some kind of alternatives. All is not lost. Um, let's jump to the good news. How about that? There is some good news too. Um, one of the reasons that people have jumped on on Facebook groups and hope to be able to build a bit of an audience there is that if they, there's sort of this fear of technical challenges where yeah. you don't feel tech savvy, so you're not going to like build out a, a login on your site with a like like. Uh, built-in uh, social forum that you had to drop in and use mm-hmm. code to develop a little bit. Um, the days of that are, are kind of kind of going away. Um, there's this whole new generation, right, of, of no-code solutions, of, of, of platforms that let you basically customize a software tool and app to a great extent without knowing how to code so that you can solve these problems for your business, like building community is one of the great examples of it. So apps like circle.so, tribe.so, mighty networks, nudge if you're really basing things around a Mm -hmm. a coaching uh, relationship. These are all great ways to build community in your own confined space where you own the list, you have more control because the owners of those businesses are building for you, the customer. you know, those things are going to get better and better for you. Whereas the Facebook group is going to get further and further away from what you're trying to, to do. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. thinking. Yeah. I, I think it was a key stepping stone in the history of online coaching. I would say text messaging, email, Facebook groups very much kind of helped get us to where we are today. I think if you look at 2021 over the next few years, I'd say, maybe have kind of reached their last legs. I think it's, um, as I mentioned, I think there there's going to be a great, I uh, heard someone call it earlier, the great unbundling of Facebook. And I think we're going to continue to see this shift. And I think the community-based platforms, as you mentioned, a great example. There's probably a whole other, probably countless other niches like that that they're going to go on. And I would say moving forward, like I said, I, I would say the theme, if I'm going to coin a theme or point to a theme of 2021, um, I, I am going to argue that that consumer or client experience with an online coaching is really going to hit maturity. And I think you, I think anyone who's doing online coaching is going to need to really step their game up as you look at what's being provided in the consumer space right now, these really great consumer experiences, things like Peloton, things like Mirror, which mm-hmm. no, those don't technically have like one-to-one coaching or whatnot within them. But I think if that's now what kind of the bar is or the benchmark for client experiences, I just think if you're running a coaching business, whether it's one-to-one or group 
group type programming. I think you have to look at that as kind of what you're competing against from just an experience standpoint and what, what consumers are used to in the feel and the look of it. So just my two cents on 2021 and moving forward. It's such a good point. And I, and you know, even though I, I mentioned all these other platforms that are great, right. You know, there's still the advantage of like really low friction of getting people into your community. Mm-hmm. If it's a Facebook group, not much, much, not much friction there if they're already on the platform, but you're kind of borrowing that platform, yep. right. To use it. Um, the benefit of using a different platform, say you pop over to nudgecoach.com and create your own, um, app and, uh, customize it for your clients and create a group for your group coaching. Um, you know, you can, you can do all that, but you do have the extra challenge of onboarding and making sure that people get into that successfully. That's where then you need to look for, um, how do I need to improve kind of my processes to get really good at this? That's where the challenge lies at, at that point. God, you just touched on something so important. I think about a lot of what we do during implementation in some of some of the areas of focus, you know, effective onboarding, obviously being one of them. And it, it, it hit me as you were going through that, that if you think about those kind of, let's say kind of early kind of V, you know, version 1.0 of online coaching, you know, thinking about, you know, our remote coaching, text messaging, Facebook, email, those services that coaches were really using over the past 10 years haven't really required onboarding. And what I mean by that is the client on the other end, was probably using these services already. So there was really no act of needing to really formally onboard in that way. I think that's why we still see here in, you know, 2020, almost 2021, still one of the biggest areas of weakness we see within most businesses is that question of how do we handle onboarding clients in terms of onto the system or any system. And it's something that I think we're starting to see some progress on because at this day and time, we're starting to see that even if it wasn't something like Nudge, most coaching businesses have started using something that's more specific to the coaching mo- um, model or market versus just Facebook. So I think onboarding is now becoming a new a new area of focus. And I think there's more awareness now is maybe a good way to put it. Yeah, it's relevance and onboarding is a skill set or activating clients onto new platforms, whatever yeah. you want to call it, is one of the most valuable skills there is. And Um, I'm so glad that, you know, we have, for example, you, Mac, who have gone through this with hundreds, if not thousands of coaches and businesses at this point, it may, it may be in the thousands, who knows, because it's such a challenge that people that come to us, coaching businesses that come to us, um, who are trying to grow programs within their own dedicated Mm -hmm. platform really don't know how to approach that, that challenge at this point, but in the grand scheme of things, there are principles that you can use to, to really learn that skill and mm-hmm. advance with it quite a bit. I mean, there, there's so much ground that can be gained just by knowing to, Hey, let's humanize this experience up yeah. front and, and go from there. Just, just that principle alone can get you about, you know, 50 yards down the field. I would say is the, you know, as we evolve to a point where we're not all using the same platform. So it's not like, you know, five, 10 years ago when everyone was on Facebook. Now, I think what we see is every coaching, coaching business needs to pay attention to onboarding. That's now a thing. Like we can't get away with taking for granted people were already using the system and you're just kind of adding them to, to a group. So I, I think onboarding as a skill set or a service, like you mentioned, is, is just so true at this day and age. It's just, it has to be 
a key area of focus and something to, to really obsess over, I think, as a business, because I think time and time again, we see the initiatives that typically struggle and the coaching businesses that typically struggle are the ones that did not handle onboarding activation correctly. And it really doesn't matter what technology you're using in that case. It's if it, you know, whether it's something, you know, like a nudge or it's something that's more of a, you know, even like an EMR system or a telemedicine system or any kind of system like that, there needs to be effective onboarding or you're, you're just not going to set up a client for success. Oh, so true. Um, all right. So <clears throat> onboarding, big challenge, but, but if you look at the obstacles in front of you as an opportunity, I think there is also a lot of opportunity here when it comes to kind of having your own kind of space, your dedicated mm-hmm. space outside of a, a sh- what I'm calling kind of a shared platform, right? You're kind of borrowing yeah. Facebook or Instagram group or whatever, whatever you're using. TikTok, to kind of Co- coaching on TikTok. Of course, I'm sure that's happening. I wonder if you can do that. I, Not, I, I hope know. so. Someone I clearly don't have TikTok. Podcast immediately and yeah. tell us if you're coaching on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast at nudgecoach.com. Email the show. Thank you. Um, so all the, you, you kind of start to, to identify this challenge that you have onboarding into your kind of your special space for growing community, for coaching your clients, yep. stuff like that. But the opportunity there is that through onboarding, you get the opportunity to create a white glove experience, something that feels really nice and, and specific to your brand and dedicated. Um, and that is an enormous opportunity that you should not ignore as well. You can, you can, a, a Facebook group can never feel as, as yep. nice and valuable an experience as high end an experience as onboarding someone into your own branded community. Like that is a, a special and different offering. This is going to be the trade-off, I, I believe now. And I think there's a, the silver lining. So I think at first, if you say, oh God, people aren't all using Facebook at this point. Now there's kind of this onboarding paradigm that has to be addressed. I think to what you just said, I think there's now a new window or new door is open, a new opportunity here where now we can think about like that more specific or even to your point, branded experiences that maybe better tie things together where, yeah, it was nice that everybody was on the same system, but there was maybe, you know, we had, we didn't really have the options, the opportunities we now do. So yeah. And I think what we're seeing now is the branding in the white labeling of, of experiences can just further smoothen out onboarding. We're just, we're seeing there's just such, there's kind of this culmination of such great um, capabilities and components coming together that, like I said, I think what a client expects from online coaching experiences in, in programs and offerings that they sign up for moving forward is going to be very different than what it was in 2015. Yep. The bar has been raised, but you can raise the bar right back. Uh- <laughs> yeah, there you go. Raise it right back, right back in your face. Yep. Um, so I, this is all to say, this is a really interesting thing for us to watch. We're kind of mm-hmm. geeky and in, in, in the space, but it's going to affect everyone in the world, basically. Yep. Um, so keep an eye on this. But again, this is one of those situations where I think there was a book called this, right? The obstacle is the way. Um, the challenge of onboarding is an opportunity for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and knowing that there are tools out there that make it really easy to spin up your own private community um, where you can make it a white glove experience and have it as part of your paid programming rather than kind of the front door is huge. And we should really all kind of take a moment to, to think about how we would take advantage of that, whether it's really excellently formulated Mm -hmm. group coaching programs or just building community around kind of the focuses of your program. These are great opportunities for your business, no doubt. 
God, it's just so true. It's, I was just, as you were, you were saying that I was thinking about kind of when did this really start? And, you know, I think about systems like Slack, you know, we've done programs in Slack before, <clears throat> um, you know, in Slack wasn't even the first platform in that space. I think there was other systems we had used before that for kind of for, I guess, for productivity and business. Mm-hmm. I think it was like Sidekick or something. I can't even remember. Um, yeah. But I feel like you, this community, more kind of private niche platforms, you know, certainly been around for a few years, but I think now it's, um, you know, with the, I think the difficulty is coaching is so broad at this point and there's, there's no, no one has like complete oversight in terms of like, how many online, how many people are doing online coaching and the different types of, you know, you know, and all that, that it's, it's amazing to just be thinking about kind of where the industry has come from over the past 10 years and where it's, where it's kind of going and what is the ideal experience and kind of the evolution of the products and platforms and systems people use, you know, things like Calendly, how that's woven in mm-hmm. or reliance on email automation and flows. You know, these are things I remember five, 10 years ago when we were having conversations with coaches was all so incredibly rough. And I think what's happened now is just such maturity. I mean, I can't imagine many markets that have matured the way the online coaching space has. No, it's, it's really unbelievable. And yeah, niche communities, I think are, are one of the areas that online coaching, remote mm-hmm. coaching is going to see the greatest growth over the next year. No doubt. I'm super pumped to see. I mean, there's going to be a lot of other platforms that come out yep. over the next year that are around the space, whether they're directly in online coaching, you know, there may be a few less for that, but you'll see other community-based niche community-based platforms all over the place. I can guarantee it. Every um, time I go on Instagram now, I think I get advertised a new one and granted it's probably because I'm kind of interested in this and I check them out from time to time, but I, I can't say enough. Every time I go on Instagram now, I'm either advertised a community platform, a white labeled app, a coaching platform. And it just shows you that this is such an incredible wave that's growing right now that I think everyone who's, who's providing an online coaching type program or offering is going to be using something like this. That's going to be specific to their brand, their offering, which I think as a consumer creates such awesome experiences and to your point of the bar is being raised. Um, where can this go from? I mean, that's, that's the big question I have is, this, this migration from Facebook to these more dedicated niche systems. Mm-hmm. Well, what is, where does that put us in 2025 or 2030 with, I mean, <laughs> shoot, are we going to be coaching through virtual reality headsets? I mean, where, you know, I don't know, where does it go from here? So <laughs> that's a good question. I don't want to, I don't want to speculate that far out. Um, I hope it's the things from star Wars where it's like a hologram that comes up oh, and yeah. you're talking to everybody. Um, those already exist, right? To some extent. I think they, they do. It's like HoloLens cost, or whatnot. Cost yeah. A lot of money. VR but, um, coaching. I think you heard it here first. I'm in <laughs> fact, there's probably that out there. You're not, you know, your idea is never the first one. Someone's already done it, but no doubt. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's where it goes. Yeah. All so. right. So stay, stay tuned. You're just going to have to keep listening to us every Friday until we have hologram holographic. Holog- I get the two mixed up coaching. <laughs> yeah. So TikTok coaching is not where it's going is what we're thinking. Uh, we may have a brief pit stop. We we're going to, we're going to have a cup of coffee and TikTok coaching. Um, coaching. we're going to move on to bigger and better things. Um, but yeah, uh, lots of, lots of places the evolution can go. Once you have a, you know, your own private segmented community, that's really your space. God knows what you can do with it. Building out kind of more, the, the phone app, mobile app, I think is like the 
the most beautiful way to productize a service, the most mm-hmm. beautiful jumping off point for a productized service to communicate through, through that with someone directly, yeah. to share with a group through that directly, to kind of unlock, um, you know, dripped content within an in-app experience that feels kind of white glove that unlocks a lot. So that's kind of the next phase too, I think, but we might be working on that right now anyway. So we'll keep you posted on that in, uh, uh, I guess. Fun things coming next year. I guess Fun things coming. Let's, let's just say soon. Uh, so stay tuned. We might be leaking different aspects of, or, or little snippets of, of things, of screenshots moving on, on Twitter and Instagram. You're going to have to put spoiler alert on this description of the podcast. Episode. I know, I know. So I mean, I'm actually right now daring you to start leaking little uh, mini videos of yourself clicking around in, in prototypes on, on your Instagram account, Mac. I'll be kind of a mole from within the company. There just you go. Hosting stuff, although it's coming anyway. So at Mac underscore gamble. Folks. The underscore is important <laughs> and it's, it's incredibly intentional. Um, no, it's not. I think yeah. anyone who hasn't heard the story, I think I sat on my first Instagram account for too long and they, and they deleted it, which was just Mac gamble. One word. Way to go. The underscore I'm, I'm framing it as being a deliberate choice. It, it almost feels like it adds emphasis somehow. It so I, I can almost believe you that it's intentional. There you go. Uh, but I may do the same, but I'm on Twitter because I'm old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At Phil Bean. Maybe this evolution is going to take us into Twitter coaching. You never know. I'm there for it. That's the one place I'm there for. That was also really ironic. I thought that you just did a whistle considering the tweet like from Twitter. That was, uh, wow. There you go. How about okay. that? It's a Friday. We need to get off this thing. We should call it. All right, guys. Well, check us out at nudgecoach.com. Start tinkering. Create your own coaching app there. Um, we are on YouTube. The channel is Nudge Coach. Find us there. If not, um, and if you're listening on audio only, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, your favorite podcast app, and we'll see you again next time, guys. Appreciate it. Have a good weekend.